They may sound nuts, but so did the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. Thank you, Mark LeMay. Welcome to It's Just Sports. We are Flieger and Briggs on the 12 Ounce Network. And before we get started with anything, uh, Alejandro, you have to take Emmanuel Sanders off of uh, reserve because I cannot approve the trade. Malarkey. Yes. Well, Malarkey, whatever. He says. But welcome. It's Just Sports, and you can find us on Zingo TV, channel 761. Just download it. It's free. You get everything, uh, especially us. That's the most important well, part, obviously. certainly. Flieger and Briggs, all your other podcasts, live sporting events, right on Zingo TV, channel 761. Mr. Flieger, it has been... Can we discuss the fact that, again, one minute before the show, our crack producer <laughs> had not done the necessary things to get us on the air? In fact, are we on the air now? Yep. We no. don't know. Okay. So we think. We'll, we'll talk. Are you recording the background anyhow? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. It's useless. I mean, honestly, if he didn't take you out and get you drunk before the show and then hand you the beer is, during the show. he didn't even do that today. So, I mean. Would you? Would he still be here? I, if he, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a yes. Yeah, as long as he keeps bringing you beer, then that's a yes. I mean, I, it's your show too, I guess. Yeah. So, whatever. Hey, but. hey, you got Pepsi today. Okay, we get we have to stop again. You are over roster size, oh. Mr. Alejandro. So before I can approve this, get rid of somebody. You got plenty of bums. <laughs> Drop one. So as you can tell, we've had some fantasy football wheeling and dealing before we go on the air. So, so I tell you what, oh, yeah, you're going to talk about things. No, yes, he's I got... going to my IR, so I don't need to empty a spot. Who's going to your IR? Who? Lazard. What? What? Lazard? Yeah. Where did he get involved? He's not on IR. Yeah, he is. I think he practiced. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, way to stay up on your team. It's Um, just sport. Nope, Nope, he's still on IR. Well, apparently not. So you may want to... um... It literally says injured reserve. Anyway, (laughs) um, you're going to have to figure it out. Drop somebody because I can't approve the trade, okay? So... The Titans announced Tuesday they'll be releasing the former Falcons edge rusher, uh, Vic Beasley, um, who actually, I don't know if Alejandro ever noticed that, looks eerily similar to uh, Phil Linett, you know, the bass guitarist from Thin Lizzy. I mean, he looks just like him. But 15 and a half sacks, I think, a scant four years ago. Eight last year, didn't he? Um well, he's had only had 18 sacks over the last three-plus seasons, and he has made it totally vocal. <laughs> he wants out. And well, and I think Tennessee was totally vocal. They agreed. Well, they I wanted meant, him out as well. Well, I mean, out of Atlanta, so who cut him. Right. They picked him up, give him a shot. And Nine million dollars, if I'm not Doesn't mistaken. show up for training camp. And then so had to go through missing 10 days of COVID because right. of the thing was fined over half a million dollars, and since then he has really done nothing. And, you know, Tennessee, after two straight losses, I think are starting to think there may be a little bit of, you know, rumblings or bad seeds. I mean, they also got rid of veteran cornerback Jonathan Joseph and, uh, you know, their longtime snapper Bo Brinkley all in one day, man. I don't remember a year 
such as this where we've kind of seen these salary cap dumps midseason? Uh, maybe it has happened. It's just sticking out to me now. But that that has seemed – I mean, those are dumps, right? Beasley's useless to Tennessee. The Joseph's useless to Tennessee. The snapper, I don't know. It's probably pretty easy to cut a snapper if they tick you off. It's a snapper. But, but, it, but it's also like – But you've seen Dallas why? doing it. You yeah, know what I mean? You've seen Dallas doing it. These, right. are, these are cap moves. Dallas, I guess I understand. Tennessee, I don't know how much I read into the loss to Cincinnati. Number one, I think Joe Burrow is just, wow, he's kind of taking that next step. I think this is after kind of a tough run with the COVID and the Steeler game, and they almost win that one. I think they exhaled going into Cincinnati and got bit, right? So, And it's not like they just lost to Cincinnati either. No, no. They, they were manhandled beat. and they were beat. Yeah, it's I, – I don't know. It's – I don't really worry about them. I still think with that running game, the defense is suspect. With that running game, that quarterback in that division right. – yeah, this is certainly a playoff team, but it, it, I, I find a lot of these moves interesting, a lot of these cuts. I just don't remember that in years past. But going to your point that, you know, you look at it, okay, it's a long slapper. Or long slapper. Long, long, <laughs> long snapper. Let me get my pen. That, <laughs> really, Vic Beasley. Basically. Where's my pen? Give me ba- a, here oh, you go. Hey, basically non-functioning. Yeah, there we go. Basically non-functioning players, correct? And could it be just like a message? Look, might be. You know, things are going to start shaping up here in Tennessee. I mean, with Beasley, it might be. We gave you nine million dollars. Yeah, really. You've been he, nothing but a pain in the ass, and oh, you quit tackling the quarterback, which is why we hired you. So it might have right. more to do with that. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. All, all kind of Rona going around, Rick, Andy Dalton, Kendrick Bourne, Matt Stafford, all messed around and got the Rona, or somebody around them got the Rona. I think Bourne has it, right? Stafford was a close yes. contact, and I don't think they said with Dalton one way or the other. I don't know. Dalton, it doesn't really matter. He still doesn't know where he's at. So it's um, But Stafford, that that's that's yeah, I don't really know what's going on, but he was put in the COVID protocol. So, you know, he's basically out of the lineup for a while, and I don't know what's going to happen said, with him. If he tells – my understanding was with Stafford, so adjust your fantasy lineups accordingly. His was a close contact, so he is quarantined now. He has to test – essentially it all boiled down to he has to keep t- testing negative up Five until times. Sunday morning. He could theoretically play on Sunday if he passes all these tests. And the funny part is, is the Baltimore Ravens tested on Sunday right. and played the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then after the game, oh, by the way, you're positive. I mean, what good is testing if you don't know the results till after the game? I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. Well, I think, I think there was some skullduggery afoot with these guys are going to quit texting about these fantasy trades. Yeah, it's exactly. Getting, it's getting distracting. Yeah, no doubt. There's some skullduggery afoot. They sent Humphrey home Wednesday because he was sick, and he was out for a couple of days. And then apparently he tests negative Sunday morning, plays the game, and by the time I woke up Monday, he had tested positive. Uh, something doesn't smell right with that at, at all. I, I didn't like that one. Apparently, they tested Juju, who was mainly drawing uh, Humphrey's coverage that week, and he came in negative. So, 
uh, hopefully this doesn't affect the Steelers as they get a layup this week. And going back and talking about Andy Dalton being out, the Jerry Jones and then the coaching staff wants to bench Ben DiNucci, which is understandable. <laughs> so now there's something called a Cooper Rush and a Garrett Gilliard uh, having a discussion about who's going to be the starting quarterback against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That, that ought to go well. I'm yeah, sure. it, it should be fine. It, you know, we kind of made light of – Tua getting his start against the Rams defense. We kind of laugh, you know, how'd you like to face Aaron Donald? And, of course, Miami went out and won, but. It had nothing to do with Tua. Nothing to do with Tua. It was, what, 14 points. 21, I believe. Wasn't it It, too defensive and a special team? Yes, that's right. Yeah, you're right. It was. It says 21 of those points were all from the defense or special teams. And, yeah, so Tua, he lucked out. Right. But, you know, right. would you quit that? Get that thing away from the microphone. He's That's over there not me. Texting mine and it's is, humming. Mine into is the... on silent. No, when you get yours too close to the microphone, that hum comes into my earphones and it drives me insane. Yeah. Not, not As me. a producer, you should turn it off. Yeah. Okay, quit texting. Nobody needs to be show. talking to you while we are on the air. Yeah, yeah. The total professionals that we are. Yeah, the talent in whatever he is. The old guy. The glue that holds us together. Sure, we'll go with that. Just like that table you put together with glue. (laughs) Some. (laughs) There were some brads in there. A few screws. Crooked, bent, rusted. They're still coming now. We still have to figure out what we're going to do now. He's doing the diamond cutter sign. I have no idea what he's doing. It's like... What's he waving around? I don't have any idea. I mean, we can't progress. We cannot progress if Alejandro is going to sit there and play. What do you call those guys at the airport with them things? Grab ass. Oh yeah, what do what are they called? What are those called? With you know the guys that flag in the planes. I would normally look that up, but I can't because my phone causes things to hum. Yeah, don't don't hum. You know, bring a computer. We do. We do bring a computer. He's right about that. <laughs> What's with the thumbs up? <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, and oh, the the Cowboys quarterback situation. Well, then you turned it into Tua. Well, we just kind of progressed, but you know, it, it's literally called a flagger. Oh, well, there okay. you go. Why not? Um, I guess we might as well just get away from that. Boy, there's some significant injuries. Jimmy G, they're talking about getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco now. The guy can't stay in the field. Yeah, that's the issue. They were talking about it a bit with with even performance, which I found True. odd. So you had a pretty good year last year, but that was more that Super Bowl run based around the running game and defense. But Jimmy Garoppolo was a good enough quarterback to get a team to the Super Bowl. Dealt with a lot of injuries this year. Hasn't been good when he's been on the field, I understand that. But I don't know if I'd cut bait just yet. I mean, is is Nick Mullins the answer, really? C.J. Beathard? With George Kittle out. Kittle's a weird deal. So, they're saying eight weeks. He's saying two. He's a high ankle, right? No, it's a fractured foot. Oh, he's a fractured foot. It's Jimmy G that's the high ankle. Yeah, it's a fractured foot. You're not coming back in two weeks. We saw that with Antonio Gates for two years, basically. I always worry. We talked about that a lot with him. I always worry about a foot injury with a tight end, right? A a big guy, fast, but 
tight cuts. I worry about a foot injury with a tight end. So we'll see what happens. Essentially, their year is done. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. That Tevin Coleman finally comes back off IR and promptly hurts himself again. I know. They're just devastated. You know, and the Cowboys, we brought the Cowboys up. That offensive line is just totally demolished. Yeah. Um, you know, Kenny Galladay for the Lions, he's out. We talk about Matt Stafford with the COVID and all that. There are just so many injuries all of a sudden um, this last week or so. And, boy, I tell you, they're significant. I mean, not that the Lions really or the 49ers were a Super Bowl threat. But but I think all healthy, the San Francisco 49ers were at least a believed to be in contention in the right. NFC. And now they're trying out Muhammad Sanu. <laughs> You know, it's always code. bad when you get down to Muhammad Sanu. Well, I know that's your tends, boy. It, it tends to lend to the notion that Kenny Galladay could be very serious. If, if they're, you know, because at first, well, he probably won't play this week. Right. But now all of a sudden we're entertaining Muhammad Sanu. That's true. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, maybe Galladay's not going to be back next week either. Yeah, yeah. So, Rick, and I think the big one, Antonio Brown reinstated by the NFL, going to practice and presumably play this week for the Bucks. What do we think, Antonio Brown, going forward? And this is apropos of a trade I just made with uh, Rumdum over here right before the uh, right before the show started, or a minute after the show started because he couldn't get <laughs> yeah, us on the Yeah, because we air. were doing this and he didn't bother to put us on the air. Right. But – Look, we know that Antonio Brown is a superior athlete. He's still in great shape. They said he was going full speed during training camp. Is he going to catch on to the offense quickly? Is he going to be a teammate, or is he going to revert to A-B? We don't have any idea. Right. That That's the biggest question. Talent and in shape and all that kind of stuff. Look, that's almost a given yeah, with this guy. Yeah, he, no he's doubt. manic about staying in shape and so forth. Brady seems to click with him. He's staying that, at Brady's house. What's that weird relationship that you bring Antonio Brown into yeah. your home with your supermodel wife and your children? They're, they're, that's weird to me. Yeah, I, I, unless Giselle is quick on the draw of the pistol and packs. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't That'd be kind of hot. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that has nothing to do with anything. Just No. I'm just picturing it and I'm enjoying is it. Is that research? Wonder if it's out there. Probably not. Probably Wonder if they have a dog. Well, I'm oh. sure they have a dog. With one of those doors. <laughs> oh, if Giselle got stuck <laughs> yeah. in the door. He, he so, got it. Speaking it took me a minute. <laughs> speaking we talked about it before we went on the air. We had raised the question. It might have been in the bonus portion of the show about you know whether there was any men ever got stuck and so i did right. that research for anybody who was wondering and it, i couldn't find <laughs> nobody it was but you no he asked the question I asked, so at yeah. least he was wondering it's called it, poking the bear well don't poke the bear i'm, I'm getting somewhere here so <laughs> so but what i did find yeah, in my down re- into the rabbit hole what i did find <laughs> in my research <laughs> i'm not sure how to say this one so <laughs> research. So there was a gentleman at a pumpkin. A patch. gentleman, Ooh, yes, a pumpkin patch. Yeah, he's in a pumpkin. Tis patch. the season. Yes. Oh, a pumpkin patch. Yes. Now is it like Halloween or? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I was hoping he was a pilgrim. No, no. So oh, bummer. But it wasn't like you know you go out and pick your own pumpkin. The pumpkins were just sitting on 
uh, straw bales. Okay. All right, they're just lined okay, up. Okay, so nice it's really not a pumpkin patch. They they've picked them and they've displayed them right. on hay bales. When when I get to the point of this story, you fussing over these details are going to seem really <laughs> well, insignificant. We, we, <laughs> we need to know if they're wandering around no. out in a pumpkin patch. I don't. And think it's it, just going to be a getting stuck in a big pumpkin. I don't think well, that's relevant to the story. But getting stuck it, in the it, pumpkin, it, you you're starting it, to get closer. Be. You're getting warmer. Right. All right. So he he comes upon a line on the straw bales uh, of actual ja- jack-o'-lanterns, but not the carved, like the drawn-on, painted-on. I see where this is going. And one of these things doesn't look like the other, like you just say. It's a very robust pumpkin, a very oh. bright orange, and it's kind of moving a little bit. Well, yeah, it's just Jiggling. not your typical yeah. pumpkin. So I don't... You know, I'd like to suspend disbelief and pretend like I don't know what's going on there. But this guy figured it out pretty quickly. Let's just say it turns out it wasn't a pumpkin at all, but the the ample hind quarters of a young lady, and it kind of went from there. So you couldn't tell the difference between the hind quarters of a lady and a pumpkin. Well, they were what? painted up as a jack-o'-lantern. What if it was actually like a soggy, deteriorating pumpkin? Well, she stood up eventually. Oh, Once he oh. made the discovery, <laughs> he went about a, a sort of testing regimen, if you will. I, yeah, I got and to then, testing. Yeah. And so I, I don't know why how we got there. What were we I talking don't know about? How you we started got it. Antonio anywhere. Brown. That's right. Antonio <laughs> oh, yeah, Brown. Yeah, that actually show. makes sense. I got you. All right. So and the dog and, door. Yeah, always back to the dog door. I'm fascinated by that. Here's the thing I wonder with Ant. Take all the other nonsense away with it. I actually think he'll behave for what they've only got, what, seven, eight games left. I think he can behave with this love affair he has going with Tom Brady and presumably not Giselle. Well, why did he only play one game with New England? Last year. Remember, it wasn't anything that happened there. That's when the stuff with the girlfriend, or no, the the woman. Personal trainer. Yeah, the trainer or the painter or something and accused him of. Oh, okay. Like a Me Too thing, basically, is what it was. And they just, all right, we're not dealing with this nonsense. The league ended up suspending him. It had nothing to do with that, with with him in that locker room. He wasn't there long enough, really, to create a problem. Here's what I just wonder. Chris Godwin's 50-50 to play. Mike Evans presumably held it. They get all three of these guys back. What kind of numbers are we looking at out of the – because they're already – there seems to be a disconnect. I actually had this jotted down to talk about. Is it just me or does it seem like there's a disconnect between Tom Brady and Mike Evans? It seems like Tom Brady is, you know, threading the needle to – who's that little weird white guy? Uh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. Yeah. Everything he throws to Mike Evans is three feet over his head. It, it, it's really weird. Yeah. It seems like they're not j- lining well, up. Well, Brady can only hit guys like Wes Welker Th- that's or what Julian Edelman. You know. So, I mean, I think there's one of two things that happens. Antonio Brown shows up, kind of gets lost in the shuffle, and then if he's not getting enough targets, he maybe or maybe doesn't have some big fit and we have some big meltdown. Or does he become the number one guy? Because, again, there seems to be a disconnect with Mike Evans. Chris Godwin's in and out of the lineup. And even when he's in the lineup, he's kind of a 50-50 proposition this year. Is it possible Antonio Brown comes in and becomes the guy? Does he become Randy Moss version 2.0? You wonder, don't you? Because you think he gets lost in that shuffle, right? He's the third option, maybe the fourth if you count Gronk. If you think about an Antonio Brown, especially with his time with Pittsburgh, who does he really remind you of? Obviously, he is you know superior ath- 
athletically and so forth. But same type of receiver, really, as a Wes Welker. Quick, fast, across the middle, boom, gone. Right. You, you know, and so forth. Brady likes those kind of guys. That, that's a good point, too, right? Yeah, the yards after catch, right. and that's what Ben was good at, right? He Antonio Brown would free himself up in space in the middle of the field and right. turn it into big plays. He wasn't. It sounds silly to say, but he wasn't necessarily a deep threat, right? He was almost a possession receiver. Yeah. He was only really a deep threat when Ben extended the play, really. I mean, he was, like you said, across the middle, back and forth. Then maybe he's gone with, with Ben running around. He really never did do the deep ball thing all right. that much. They always had a guy on the sure. other side, whether it was going all the way back to – I just blanked on his name. He ended up in Baltimore uh, – Mike uh, Wallace, Mike Wallace, yeah. and then God, I, I'm I'm really good at my Steelers wide receivers. The <laughs> okay. one who ended up in Oakland, who got in all the trouble, Martavius, Martavius Bryant. Yeah. Good God, I should go back yeah. to talking about uh, my the three other Stooges or, yeah. or yeah, Doggy Door. Apparently, I that's what I, I'm better at recalling is the details of that. So then you wonder, let's even say Antonio Brown's a perfect citizen, which is a pretty big leap, but let's say he is for these seven or eight games. Does this still bring the team apart? Because Mike Evans an alpha, Chris Godwin's an alpha, and now you bring this guy in. If he becomes a favorite favorite target overnight, you you just wonder. Because it already – the relationship, I don't want to say seems fractured or strained, but seems like weird and uncomfortable between Arians and Brady. You know what I mean? He clearly doesn't have that rapport with Mike Evans yet. Anyhow, I'm not sure if we've even seen enough of Godwin. Yeah, I just wonder in general. Th- this could either be a huge boom for them, or it could it could. It ain't gonna tank the season. They're too talented, but it, it could hurt that team. Even even if Brown <laughs> is a good citizen, I'm wondering about that. Obviously, I mean, I is is Brady? You talk about the three alphas. Um, I'm just wondering if Brady is not more of the alpha than all well, three of Brady's them. Well, Brady's the alpha, and right. Brady's the omega. <clears throat> but locker room. No, omega's not high as alpha. Wide receiver rooms are traditionally full of ego, and when you have right. three guys with that talent, we've seen a wide receiver can take a team down, read the Pittsburgh Steelers with Antonio Brown. Right. But with Antonio Brown, the Steelers didn't have Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown in the wings as opposed to a Mike Evans, if you know what I mean. Um, they just didn't have that same type of talent. I see that our crack producer over in the control room is having all kinds of fun. And now, um, what what are you doing? It's getting that time of year. So did we? I, I don't know where it's coming from. It's it's, it's not it's me. It's gone I, now. I still have it. Really? Do you have a hum? Well, you can never hear it. You like tone deaf on no, the I'm, hums in the microphone. What? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyhow, we can move off of that. Can, I want to do something before we pick games. Yeah. So we're midway through the season, so we can give some mid-season takeaways. And I kind of wanted to do kind of piggybacking off that i'm going to kind of update your old top 10 into okay. a new top 10 right. after the debacle of last week yeah so so real this isn't a true takeaways of mid-season there's just a couple small things 
that I want to complain about, Rick. I know that's going to surprise you, but a couple of things from this NFL season that are bothering me. Okay. So if you don't mind, I'd like to throw those out. Number one on my list, and this is driving me insane, is on Fox's coverage of the games. I don't know if you've noticed this, but you know how CBS, ESPN, all of them, and traditionally Fox have, as you get into the game, after a play is made, they'll update you. It's the influence of fantasy football. They'll update you on that player's stats. So in the third quarter of a game, you know, Calvin Ridley catches a ball and it'll pop up above where the score is. You know, Calvin Ridley, four catches, 78 right. yards, and a touchdown. Pay attention Thank to you. Fox. They consistently have the quarterback stats up there, and they rarely, if ever, change it to anything else. So you can have Derrick Henry bust off a 75-yard run, and what's going to float on your screen is Ryan Tannehill's freaking stats. And it never goes away, and it drives me insane. And maybe every now and again they'll throw the wide receiver up there, but it's just the quarterback stats. It it, it drives me out of my freaking mind. And and extending on to that, expanding on your point with Fox, they never run the scores. Like if you watch on like CBS or something, right. like that, they're ru- they're constantly running the scores of, of the other games. Yeah, not with Fox. It, it comes on every so often. They'll they'll show the scores, you know. And then like you said, it's always quarterback stats. That's all it is, and it's a little gray box, and it's distracting. Right. And it's just kind of floating around out there, and it it's always there, and it doesn't matter what's happening. It's just I agree. I get. The, the quarterback stats important. I don't need a constant update no. <laughs> of, wh- of what it is. I, I think what it is, Fox has spent so much money developing the uh, comic book picture of everybody after they score that they just yeah. threw the rest of the broadcast out the window. They're, they're just done. It's a terrible, awful product they have this year, and I don't like it. Number two, and I'll stick with two. I, I have okay. others, but but two major ones. This we have doesn't time if you have more. This so. just doesn't go for the NFL. This is for sports in general in this Rona era. <laughs> I'm done with the cardboard cutouts. This looks stupid. This looks bush league. And then they do the blimp shot, and you find out there's only about 45 of those stupid things in there. And so they're spending time and money shooting at angles that highlight the stupid cardboard cutouts of people. And furthermore, if you're one of the a-holes who paid an NFL billionaire owner hundreds of dollars to have your stupid mug on a cardboard cutout and stuck into a seat that you're not allowed into, you should be shot as well. This drives me nuts. If the stadium's empty, leave it empty. Get those things out of there. Now I'm seeing it as they're letting limited fans back in. They're intermixing fans with the stupid cardboard cutouts. How many drunk guys have Pumped oh. one of these things or taking a leak on it. This is insanity. I have a story that's very similar to that. About humping cardboard cutouts? Well, not really humping. Okay. Anyway, way back, this is like 1976, 1977. That's the year I was born. In case I that makes was you feel working old. actually in the mines. Okay. Okay. It just basically opened up. I was on a temporary gig with the Social Security Administration. We had opened up these new... Um, corridors, you know, basically in the mines is what they are, corridors, and they turned them into office space and so forth. Well, once that was done, we were set down, and this is back, they were still using microfilm. Okay, that was was 
our job. That was a temporary thing. We were splicing a bunch of microfilm, which I loathed, and I didn't do very much of it. Anyway. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, pissing stunning. around all day. Anyway, work. there was this uh, a buddy of mine. We, we sat beside each other. He just had, like, rows of desks. And we sat there, and we played um, – chess and stratego and things like that during the day well Ooh, rebels Ooh. <laughs> well while we you know you couldn't really go anywhere you know down in the mines now what i mean this is very distracting with you two you sit there and look at each other i think i found it for some reason it's my laptop Huzzah. causing the hum well then unplug it Hold on, I want to test it again. Keep talking. I can't because you're very <laughs> distracting. I'm just unplugging. I'm talking to you. Well, I'm listening. No, you're not. Well, you want me to stare at you? Yes. And look lustfully in your eyes while you tell this story. Not about lustfully, this but weird just guy you very used to play grab ass with at work in the anyway, 70s. Anyway, it was chess. Yes, not chest. I mean, you don't know about chess, but you know because you're no, too that's for sophisticated. Nerds. That's like reading books and voting. It's for nerds. <laughs> it, it's intelligence. Nerd. Anyway. So, along the, somewhere along the line, one of the girls or whatever, you know, a bunch of people worked down there. They brought in, like, these grocery bags. Of course, back in those days, they were brown paper bags. Yeah. You know, they were real bags. Right. Well, we had set him up, like, upside down. And you know how the bottom kind of flops over. Right. Okay. Well, one of the girls drew, like, a face on the bag. So, Typical we sat him off his stick. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then as time went on, people walked by and they would add things to them. Like, they taped, like, hair to it and then drew mustaches. And then somebody put a joint in his mouth and all this kind of it stuff, right? It was in the 70s. And then yeah. it was a doggy door. Exactly. No, there was no doggy <laughs> door. But anyway. Was the bag anatomically correct? Oh. No, it was just a bag. It was basically oh. the head. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, we we... Affectionately named this bag Otis Bagface. Clever. <laughs> Very original. I'm guessing the joint had something to do it with was the It was the, a seven. Right, right, yeah. So anyway, there was a couple that worked down there. They, they went together. Yeah, they were probably in their mid to late 20s. Burnout. I mean, just nice. total burnouts. Really cool people. <laughs> anyway, they come up to us one time, both of them. It was a guy and a girl. The girl's really good looking, and he was the long hair and a beard and all that. And, you know, and, he, and he walks up and goes, hey, man. He says, uh, we're going to Florida on our vacation next week. We said, that's cool. You know? He says, we're wondering if we could take Otis with us. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of look, okay. <laughs> so they took this bag with them. All right. Okay. Well, they came back. I mean, they gave us the bag back. You know, it's like, well, wow, we really weren't expecting Otis back. But anyway. We figured Otis's days were done. <laughs> hey, well, this is the days when there weren't cell phones and all this right. kind of stuff. Well, a week or so later, he comes over with this big envelope of snapshots, photographs. Polaroids. He goes, hey, man. He goes, I want to show you some of the stuff we had in vacation. Okay. Yeah. They had Otis Bagface in strip clubs. They had him on the beach with bikini clad beauties hanging around him with beers and and cigars. I mean, they had him freaking everywhere. So they they were swingers and they used Otis as a conversation piece. (laughs) There must have been brilliant. Yes. Two hundred pictures, I'm guessing minimum, of Otis Bagface throughout Florida somewhere, nightclubs, beaches. 
wherever. All right, but leave bag face out of the NFL stadiums, I think is the point. <laughs> yeah. Pisses me off. I actually yeah. forgot how we got there. <laughs> it didn't matter at it doesn't, that point. doesn't that, really concern Now you. we've got 70 swingers I mean, if we're bag face. If we're still and, on the air, that's all that really should concern you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me update your top ten. Oh, yes, please. Please do. And I'm going from number ten up like you as, did. As you should. Okay, the Los Angeles Rams got booted. Yeah, that was a pathetic performance. And I brought in the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. I mean, with their record, and I know Breeze has a noodle arm, but with Kamara, Michael Thomas hopefully coming seems back like this year. Seems like he's coming back this Seems week, like right? he's coming back. That team could be a team to be reckoned with. I mean, their defense is eh, but it's good enough. The NFC is down. So it if is. if they get in the playoffs, with Tampa being a divisional opponent, they have as good a chance as anybody of making a run. I agree. And with a second straight loss, I booted out Tennessee. I brought in Indianapolis. And I put them at number yeah, nine. I had Indy out, I think, yeah. with that defense. This, this will be a good test for them this week, just kind of like the Steelers had last week. Now, yep. Indy gets Baltimore. This will be a good test. Yes, definitely. And then uh, with that bad loss that they had last week, I had dropped Green Bay down to number eight. They still have some work to do. Um, if if Aaron Rodgers is off, Packers well, lose, Well, that's man. the problem. You, they have no defense. They, right. they can run the ball. You know, All their guys have the Rona now. But if Jones comes back, they can run the ball. But they play no defense. It's still only Devontae Adams. They're one high ankle sprain from Adams away right. from – be back. Alan Lazard's now come up twice on this show, which is absurd. And that that weird tight end with it's the almost weird name. like Frank Gore. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Okay, we got him. But, but look, what about it, Alex Smith? It's <laughs> yeah. all it's always about the star quarterback. But with this team, it is one hundred and three percent required that Aaron Rodgers have a great game, yep. or they lose. So yeah, I'm I, not they. Yeah. They could beat anybody. They could also lose to anybody, as witnessed by last week. You're right. Number seven, I have Buffalo. I, I don't believe in that defense at all. If Josh Allen's having a bad day, similarly to Aaron Rodgers, not quite as dependent. But if he's not having a good day, that defense isn't very good. Which is surprising. It, you look at the names, that they should be strong defensively. But, it's, very, it's very surprising. But they also, with the way Josh Allen plays, they're kind of a big play defense. They can turn you over. Yep. They, they can put points on the board. That team could beat anybody to include Kansas City and Pittsburgh. And we'll find out with Pittsburgh in a few weeks. Yep. Well, I think it's in December, but it, that, that game's weeks. coming it's up. It's November. Well, yeah. That's true. They could beat anybody, but they could also go out in the wild card round of the playoffs, I think. You're right. Number six, I have Arizona. I, I, that that team yeah, is legit. The rise. Yeah, they're they on are. The rise There's no doubt about that. Five, I have Baltimore only because of that tough loss. I don't think. You don't think. I don't think. I, I don't think I'm that glad they, you heard that too. Yeah, I did too. I was thinking that. Did I just say that? I was waiting for him to start denying it, like he denies every <laughs> other drunken, stupid thing he says. No, actually, it's nothing to do with drunk, stupid. Yes, but I don't know. Baltimore. You could still stick them up in the top three, really, and and not have a whole lot of argument. But coming off that loss, I dropped them. I put Tampa at four, Seattle at three. The defense sucks, but Russell Wilson's MVP right now. Right. Pittsburgh two, Kansas City one. Yeah, I think I still have Pittsburgh two. I, I want to spin back to Baltimore kind of and Pittsburgh. So as a Steeler fan, and we're all Steeler fans in the, in this studio, it's great to be 7-0. and I do not feel like in any way – that win over Baltimore kind of rose my expectations of the Steelers, nor diminished 
that uh, that I had of the Ravens. It, it's kind of one of those you kind of saw what both teams are, and in any given week could beat each other or could beat anybody doing that, right? Everyone's making a big deal about the Ravens running the ball down the Steelers' throat. Number one, I have to wonder if some of that was by design. All right, take your time, have your 12, 14 play drives. What the Steelers are, the Steelers get after the passer, obviously. Otherwise, they're not a great defense. What do they do well? They make big plays. They're a splash defense, create turnovers create sacks, do things like that. You can get yards on them. You can move the football on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's how it played out, right? They they got outmanned offense to defense, but created four turnovers and won the football game. On the other side with Baltimore, they, their strengths really shone through, right? They could run the ball. They, they got into that weird option in Lamar Jackson. They couldn't slow him down. They could play some defense. I mean, if they play that game 100 times, it's going to be 50 to 49, and I don't know who it is. I worry, and that's why I agree with you having Kansas City won, while I think the Steelers in that style of play matches up really well against Baltimore – I don't think it matches up very well with Kansas City. I think the Steelers better hope somebody takes Kansas City out of the playoffs if they hope to make a Super Bowl run. Where the Steelers are weak on defense is where the Chiefs are strong on offense, right? Deep, getting over the top. That secondary isn't very good. Patrick Mahomes can get the ball out of his hand quickly. A lot of speed there. I don't see... I don't see the Steelers matching up well with Kansas City. Man for man across the board, except for at the quarterback position, which is pretty important, I think the Steelers man-to-man look like a better football team. It's just strengths versus weaknesses, which is why the Steelers are better than the Ravens, but I don't think they're – I don't even think they could keep a game under 10 points with Kansas City. I really don't. No, you're not going to keep the game under 10 points with Kansas City. I don't think anybody can. No, no, I don't mean Kansas City scores 10 points. I mean – be within 10 points. Of oh, I, I see what you're saying. But the thing about Baltimore, you know, running it down their throats, and it still wasn't enough to beat Pittsburgh on that given day. But what that does do is that does take a real toll on your defense. Right. I yeah. mean, they were on the field a lot. And coming off of Tennessee the week before, it, it's kind of reminiscent of what the playoffs are like. You know, because you're in with yeah. the best of the best. And Pittsburgh, you can't afford to have your defense on the field that long. No. That many weeks in a row. Well, and you go back to the second half against Tennessee and especially the first half against Baltimore, the defense was on the field what, the equivalent of an entire game. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think their defense is very, very good. But it is suspect because – I don't know, but they are tending to give up the pace of the game to the other team. Right. And 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 that gets that that'll wear them down because sooner or later while they're eating up the clock, they're going to start scoring right. then. Yeah. And then if you keep Roethlisberger and that offense off the field, that's a that's a recipe for loss. Yeah. And and that's what I see and then you look at Kansas City's kind of Ability to keep Patrick Mahomes upright, the quick strike, what Andy Reid does, what what Eric Bieniemy does, and the ability to go deep. Those are the two. If if Pittsburgh can't get to your quarterback and you can get over top of that secondary, it, it might be in for a long day. So they maybe hope Tennessee or 
Baltimore or somebody takes out Kansas City before they come to Heinz Field for the AFC title game because I, I don't think it's going to be pretty. All right, Rick, we got 20 minutes left. We probably ought to pick <clears throat> some games. Call that bookie. Once again, if you're betting with me, the talent, you are you are just swimming in dough as I'm just treating Rick <laughs> like he's got his arms, like he's in the pumpkin patch and he's stuck in the bale of straw just again and again and again week after week. Yeah, but I was stuck on that pumpkin that was, you know, so, I mean, I'm gross. okay. <laughs> I'm all right. You, you just took good stick and made it gross. No, your stick was horrible. You're just trying to disparage your equally talented partner. Your and inab- also, also it, the most positive, congenial person well, you going, will ever meet. We're going back to this. I don't think you know what congenial means. I most certainly do. It yeah. is me. See, I, that's not a definition. Yeah. Old. Me. Grumpy. No. Smells like I'm eggs. in my prime. Those are things that describe I'm you. in my prime. Your prime of what? Your prime death years? <laughs> prime of life. What life? What are you talking about? <laughs> you just don't know. I, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're just so misinformed. This is horrific. All right. Thursday night football, Rick. Looks <clears> like it's still going to happen as of right now, even with Kendrick Bourne having the Rona. Packers laying five on the road in San Francisco. Yeah, and that's fine. But last week, <laughs> we were both. Does he do this every week where yes. I announce the first game and then he completely changes the subject? Because it's not just your show. It's mine, too. And I wasn't done making my point. Well, then quit stopping to take beer breaks. I assume when I'm you not, quit talking to slug beer, talking, I need to move the show I along. I just stopped talking because you had to start going in with your your old and demented <laughs> shtick of yours. Now I don't think I said demented, what? but it fits. <laughs> Whatever. We were both over 500 with a line last week. All right. Which is, I was way over. No, we were both tied. We were... Um, oh, yeah, here we go. That fuzzy Briggs math again. No, it's just reality. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's a damn lie is what but the worst is. part lie. Is, the worst part is we were both under 500 against uh, or straight. Were we really? It was bad. I'm going to have to look back. It was that. bad. I, go ahead. It, it was terrible. I'm because not, I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. You're great. doing great. Look, what you're saying when you say this kind of stuff is the listeners are stupid. Because if they're actually listening to what you say, they know when you come out and say, I'm doing great, it's a total lie. So quit lying to our viewers. Okay? I'm, I'm okay. not lying. I don't know what that means. Would you Would you mind picking the Packers and 49ers? Oh, I mean, we have already mentioned a lot about the San Francisco 49ers. Right now, their season is done. I'm going Packers 34, San Francisco 17. I had 34-19. Yeah, yeah, I think this is just a bloodbath. Nick Mullins will be good for about a quarter and a half. I don't know which quarter and a half. They, they'll score some points. They, they, just ravaged by injury. Yeah. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers needs a bounce back in prime time. He gets it here. All right, I'm going to – Did you know that Aaron Rodgers is 11-0 and after a loss? I did not know that. There you go. Does that imply he's only ever lost 11 games? I don't. I think that number's horse stuff. <laughs> I do too. Quite frankly, am I doing that math right? Yeah. If he's eleven and zero after a loss, that would imply he's only ever lost eleven games. <laughs> right. I think no. he's lost more. No. If he loses a game, he wins the next game. Right. But you're saying that he's only lost eleven times in his career. No, that math. That's that's Briggs math. Stop it. No, no, no. If he's eleven if and zero career- after a loss, that means. 
All other games were All wins. All other games were wins, right? No, if he lo- if he loses a game, right? Yes, comes back and wins the next game. Hypothetically, if he loses the next game, he wins the following. But it's still only eleven and zero. That means after a loss, that means only eleven losses. Yeah, I'm with Demento over here. You're both insane. No, no. Do you so, remember Doctor Demento? I, I I'm aware of it. I don't know what it was, but I'm aware it was a thing. Yeah. No, but, no, but I'm anyway. not letting this go. No, no I can't either. He's not acknowledging this. Right. Go ahead. You're saying in his career, he has 11 wins and zero losses after a loss. Is that correct? Correct. correct? Yeah. You, you acquiesce to this. Okay. So, therefore, if that's his career record after a loss, 11-0, and 0, that means he could have only lost 11 times. Because if he had lost after a loss, he would be 11 and some other number. Right. Or if he lost after a win, that's not part of your sample size. So you are implying that in his, what, 12-year career, Aaron Rodgers has only lost 11 games. You're a rube. You're a boob. (laughs) That stat is a boob. Where did you get this? With the same people who do the the polls on about the president? I was going to say Yahoo, but yeah. Same thing. A Yahoo. He is a Yahoo. Yeah, they are that's Yahoos. For sure. All right, Rick, the Steelers. You, you, you sit there with your puzzled look on your face and cipher all this. We but blew it, his it's, mind it's with perfect. this. <laughs> it's nothing but Here. pure logic. If you need, if you have any doubt as to the veracity of what we're talking about, I want to point out to you that it was I, while the talent, probably the least skilled in the math department and these other nerd skills you guys like to brag that you have that was able to point out quickly that this math couldn't be right. So there's no chance you're, you're, he's right here. Oh, no. I mean, 11-0. and 0, I right. mean, that's – After I mean, a loss in yeah. his career. Exactly. I mean, that's just like if you are, you know, 10-0 on Tuesdays that as a pitcher you, in baseball, you've only, therefore you've only pitched 10 times on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not listening. <laughs> He's trying okay. to. Yeah. Okay. All I'm right. looking up Aaron Rodgers' win We don't care anymore. That's Steelers fair. laying 14 on the road in Dallas. Yeah. Look, <laughs> Dallas has nobody left to play no, other than Ezekiel no Elliott, right? I mean, the skill, the skill positions are fine, right. except for quarterback. Obviously, they Pretty need Dak Prescott. One. Yeah. But they have Zeke. They have C.D. Lamb. They have, you know, Amari Cooper, you know, Gallup. The problem is with the fifth-string quarterback right. and no offensive line against a defense that throws more looks at you than one of those funhouse mirror right. rooms, okay? If Pittsburgh just takes care of the football, they will murder them. And Steelers 34, Cowboys 18, how, I don't know. Before the news came out about Andy Dalton yesterday – I was already thinking this is going to be a pretty big line, and this felt like kind of a letdown for the for the Steelers, right? You just you exhale. You're going against the worst defense in the league. Everything you just said about the offense, but then when Andy Dalton's not going to play, Andy Dalton hadn't been good, but he's a professional quarterback. You you know what I mean? It was Steelers were going to win this game, but it was going to be uncomfortably close for Steelers fans. But again, I I, Cooper Rush or a 
Garrett Gilbert. That's all you need to say. The Steelers like to keep bad teams close. I don't even think they can keep this team close. So I got the Steelers big here, 29 to 9. And <laughs> as you said, you don't know how they get to 18. Yeah. I don't know how they get to 9. Maybe right. Zeke breaks a long one <laughs> and Pouncey, you know, puts a snap over Ben's head for a safety and that, that gets us to <laughs> 9. I mean, I don't know. All right, Rick, the Broncos plus four in Atlanta. You know, it, after that win last week, oh, and just for all you fantasy nerds, Bengals, Browns, Rams, Eagles on a bye, just to let you know we like to keep doing that. Um, you know, Atlanta had that nice win last week, and you know, Matt Ryan came out and said, look, I look at the schedule. We can win every game here on out. And quite frankly, with that offense, they can. Right. That defense, no, you can't. But I think with the Broncos, they can beat them. And I like the Falcons by 10. I got them 34-24. I bounced this one around. And I'd hit the drum roll, but it feels uh, doesn't yeah. feel upsetty enough with what the Falcons have done this year. He Matt Ryan's right. They can win any game on that schedule. Right. The problem is they don't. <laughs> And I know. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just finally they closed one out in the fourth quarter. It feels like now they exhale and then they go back to doing what they do. I think the Falcons are up big. We we saw the Broncos do this last week, right? The Broncos can come back in the second half. Right. That doesn't bode well for Atlanta. I'm going to take the Broncos here in a mild upset, 31 to 30. If right. we had a little tom tom, we could. Yeah. It just it didn't that. it didn't yeah. deserve the drum roll right. because the Falcons feel like they're a much better team. But look at the standings. They ain't. It's right. just you that got simple. It. All right, Rick, the Seahawks, three-point favorite. Yeah, laying three on the road in Buffalo. Yeah, and this is – you know, I dropped the Bills down after that loss. That defense scares me. But, look, the Seahawks' defense is horrifying. But, boy, Russell Wilson, man, that that offense is is clicking. I, I'm going Seahawks by six. I have them 30-24. to 24. I think they win and cover. Yeah, the Seahawks, I don't know if the numbers would bear this out. I just have a feeling they tend to be kind of immune from the West Coast team on the East Coast 1 o'clock games. It doesn't, I don't feel like that affects them as much as it does other teams. This really comes down to two defenses underperforming, Buffalo's being better than Seattle's, obviously, but as good as Russell Wilson is, it doesn't matter. So the bottom line is, to me, this became about, is Russell Wilson three points better than Josh Allen? And I think he is. It's closer than it would have been a year ago, but I think he clearly is. So I got the Seahawks. I'll have them covered. I had this as a field goal game. I think it's going to be that. This one might end up being a push, but I'll bump it up. I'll take the Seahawks to cover here 34 to 30. I think it's going to be a dandy. I think it's going to be a good game. I do too, yeah. All right, Rick, the Bears getting five and a half in Tennessee. Boy, I tell you what, this this, Tennessee is kind of, you know, they're coming off, what, two straight losses. The Bears are coming off two straight losses. And they're kind of, we already talked about the Titans maybe sending a little bit of a message, even though some of the players weren't that consequential. The, The Bears, that defense is very good. The offense is very bad. I'm going Titans 24, Bears 22. All right, but see, that's not what that yeah, says. Yeah, it's – First I, of all, the I number isn't even right. I misspoke. He's an idiot. <laughs> Anyhow. So I'm going Titans 24, Bears 22. Okay. Um, 
I think that was just a letdown game for the Titans. I'm not down on the Titans after. I mean, how can you not be down on them? But I think they're still a good foot. Nick Foles is a joke. I think it's time you sit him back down no. and you bring Trubisky back. I know you've got man love for – I know you got the man love for Foles. I, I know it. I can't find the button. There's a moment <laughs> gone now. Yeah, the moment's gone. Where'd it go? Oh, you know what? It's over here because now I'm – no, it's not – See, you know, see, you used to make fun of me for this kind of stuff. Just use the old, there you know, Ajayi, and just forget about it. I know this is how you feel about Nick Foles. He stinks. He's horrific. He gives the Chicago Bears. He is the only Philadelphia Eagle Super Bowl winning You're quarterback. Right. And if he was in Philadelphia and this was three years ago, yes, I'd be all is. right with him. Well, he's shaking his head no. Carson Wentz was on the team. He got a ring. He did not win the football game. He's having a rough night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's brutal. You need to go back to pecking on that phone, man. I'll tell you what. Anyhow, Mitch Trubisky (laughs) gives this team a better chance to win. Nick Foles. He can run better. There's no doubt about that. I Um, still believe in the Titans. Titans winning cover 27 19. All right. All right, Rick. The Ravens laying two and a half on the road, laying two and a half against a really game Colts team. Yeah, and coming off that loss, um, I think this is going to be a great game. But I have the Ravens winning and covering, but it's still a close game. I got them 28-24. This is one of those games that becomes about who needs it more. And right. Baltimore's got to have it. They're already two, essentially two and a half games back at Pittsburgh with the head-to-head loss. Pittsburgh's going to win this week. Pittsburgh's got a chance to be 10-0 and before they meet again. They'll probably drop one of those. Maybe Cincinnati or Jacksonville it won't be this week. Baltimore's got to have this to keep that division in sight. So just based on that, I'll take them, and I'll take them to cover here. I got the Ravens 29-24. All right, this number surprised me a little bit. The Panthers getting 11 in Kansas City. Yeah, and it's surprising until you see what Kansas City has done every week. They just seem to – demolish everybody they play except that one you know hiccup against the Raiders but I think the Panthers are pretty game they're playing a pretty good brand of defense Teddy Bridgewater's moving the offensive long along I like the Chiefs but I think uh, the Panthers cover I have the Chiefs 31 Panthers 23 yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same. 11's just a lot. Carolina's a good football team. They're not as good as the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're a good football team. You think about it, I got this thing, Chiefs 30-21. to 21. That would feel like a Chiefs blowout to me. So, yeah, I, I got the Chiefs, but I'm going to have the Panthers cover. All right, Rick, the Lions now know Stafford. I actually have to change this because I picked these games before the Stafford news. The Lions, it's probably off the board, but when I did this, getting four in Minnesota. And, you know, even with – when I made these picks, I didn't know about Stafford, and I still think now we talked about the Vikings about two or three weeks ago that you know we thought this was still a much better football team than what they were showing, and <clears throat> they come up with that big win against the Packers last week. Now Matt Stafford's out. Kenny Galladay's out. I have the Vikings 33. I had Lions 27. It's probably less than that now with Stafford and Galladay definitely gone. So I like the Vikings win and cover. Before the Stafford news, I actually had the Lions winning this game. I'll go full disclosure. It just felt like after that big win in Lambeau, 
this is where Kirk Cousins lays down. So I'm going like to hit a drum roll and, now? Well, no, because okay. now I have to reverse <laughs> it. So I got the Vikings winning and covering as the Lions have no offensive players. Right. So I'll take 26-13 Vikings. It doesn't really matter. All right, Rick, the Giants getting three in Washington. Washington a favorite in a game. Weird. It, it really is. But, you know, they look, they demolished Dallas and – no great feat. I get that right. with all the injuries and so forth. And the Giants should have won that game. Uh, um, they should have won a lot of games in the last month. I agree. And I think they pull one out this week. I, I got Giants 20, Washington 19. Yeah, I took the Giants here as well to win out, right? It just feels like it's setting up Washington a big win, then a bye week. They're feeling good. You got a bad Giants team Ooh. coming in. I don't think you can drum roll a Giants what? over a – Washington. But they were the underdog. Yeah, so were they. That's why we got the All right, just a quick one. So, yeah, I, I got the Giants here by a field goal. All right, we got to right. hurry up. We got four minutes left here. Tight Texans, I'm sorry, laying seven on the road in Jacksonville. I I like the Jaguars. Easily cover. With a third-string quarterback? Easily cover. Yeah, wow. I, I think so. I, I don't don't trust the Texans right now. I'm going, I'm going Jaguars 31, Texans. 29. Might be the stupidest pick has ever been made on these airways. I'm starting know about a third that. string quarterback. That's okay. Texans 33-13, and I'm not sure it's that close. All right, the Raiders uh, getting a point and a half also in L.A. taking on the Chargers. I guess the Raiders aren't in L.A. They're in Las Vegas. Yeah. One of those Western places. Pick this one quick. We're running. I like the Raiders. I, I I think they win outright, twenty four twenty three. So do I. It's it's very similar, right? Herbert's playing great. The Chargers look good, and they lose football games at the end and close. Is just what happens. It, it, it's something to do with the Chargers. We used to think it was Philip Rivers. Now right. it's just the Chargers. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. them. All right, Rick. The Dolphins getting four and a half in Arizona. I th- I think the the we talked about this before the show started with with Tua last week. The Dolphins' defense provided him with 21 points. They're not right. going to do that against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals, they win and cover 29-21. Yeah, I think this is a Cardinals boat race, right? Tua wasn't very good at all. Right. He really wasn't. It's just they were never really in – Rams were never in that game with the defensive scores and the special team scores that, that Miami put up. So, yeah, this is a boat race here, Cardinals 30-17. They win this game. I'm going to backtrack and say – you know what? I, I, maybe I'm wrong about them benching Fitzpatrick. You know, it but, says something about the way they rallied around this kid and what they did defensively. Yeah, maybe it's an anomaly. Maybe there's something there. I, I don't know. We'll find out. All right, Rick. Sunday night football. The Saints getting five and a half in Tampa Bay. And I like it. I'm going. Here we go. Saints, 29, Bucks 27. I thought that was going to be my big one. I got the Saints winning this thing, too. It looks like they finally got everybody back on offense. Tampa's good. The teams are playing them close. They can be had. This, this isn't Tom Brady in 2007, and I think this is a divisional game. These two teams always play close games, and I, I think New Orleans gets this one. I really do. You know, they got them the first week, and a lot of people think it's going to be a revenge game and so and it forth. It could be. But if Michael Thomas comes back – and they're fully loaded. Right. I, I, I think that they could sweep them. But this is a one-point game. This is yep. right at the horn. I got the Saints 31-30. And Monday night football, the Patriots reeling, laying seven on the road to take it on the Jets. 
This isn't going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, Patriots 24, Jets 10. Patriots 84, Jets 4. (laughs) All right. Well, that is it. Let's get the heck out of here. I am hungry. It's ham loaf tonight, so I got to get to that. I like ham loaf. Guars? I don't know what that is. She made it. Did your wife make it, or was it the one that you... It was pre-made. I don't know what a guar is. That was a band guar. in the 80s. No, no, no. That sprayed was, blood that's on the, They're still around. That's the freaking company that makes ham loaves around here, man. Not, not my ham loaf. So, anyhow, thanks for listening, I guess. We'll if, you're, your wife. if you're still at it, God bless you. All right, you can't do that when the music's playing. I can. At Asylum Football on Twitter. It's just sports123 at gmail.com. AsylumFantasySports.com. And, of course, at 120Z Sports. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. I mean Hamlet. What? (laughs) That's insane. You're dumb. That is awesome. Boy, he has having a bad night. night. I mean, you are having a night. night. That is just horrifying that you actually would say anything like that. Right, we're not doing this thing where you're trying to trick me into more show, are we? No, no, no. But I was going to say the Aaron Rodgers thing. I showed you 14-0 in the past four seasons after. So he didn't even get the number right. (laughs) That's close to (laughs) 11-0 for a career. All right. Idiot. But more importantly. No, more importantly. I don't think there's anything more important than this. Than not accuracy. in my life right now. Not, not in, than accuracy. That's all there is to it. That's all we care about. Yeah, you guys are accurate. Um, like we're not accurate, Mr. Flieger? I thought I nailed the math. I'm proud yeah. of myself. Okay, go ahead. Dustin Johnson and Brooks. Kepka. Thank you. Oh, thank you. To win the Houston Open plus 570. One or the other. Is that one that you would take? No. I thought Dustin Johnson I kind of like the field, to be honest with you. I, I don't – it's tough taking one person like that to me in, in, like, something like the Houston Open. But it's – You know what I mean? Like, it's the Masters – either or, or. Huh? It's either or. Oh, so you only take one? Well, I'm going no, – no, 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 no. It's saying Dustin Johnson or Brooks – Kepka. Thank you. I'm going Dustin Johnson. It's not a major, so I'm not really favoring Kepka. No, they're they're giving you both golfers. Oh, I, I'm I apologize. Um, eh, no, no, because like I said, it's not a major. Kepka's okay. basically a non-factor. The other big one out there is Packers to win by plus fourteen, which both you guys I do believe said that that was a definitely take that one with with Stafford and Galladay out. Yes, I, I'm no, go, I'm going there. Packers, San Francisco. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's even worse. Yeah, Minnesota's playing Detroit. Um, Yeah, with all those injuries, definitely I'll take that. What are we talking about? I wasn't paying attention. We know. That's it my job. Matter. It's okay. What was the Kepka thing? I'm actually intrigued by it. It's Kepka and Johnson against the field? Yeah, in the yeah. Houston Open, which I I said no because it's not a major. If it was a major, yeah, I'd Kepka take it. Kepka won't win the Houston Open. DJ could. He and could I win thought, anyway, but I'll take thought the field. Dustin Johnson was injured. Like, he has an ankle injury or something right now. Could be. I, but I haven't heard. Since we're, When is the Masters? Is it two weeks? Uh, if Houston's so. this week, it'd be the week after, yeah. right? Yeah, because they're not going to play Thanksgiving weekend. It's got to be two weeks away. Well, this week is what? Say, this, this is what? The 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. So yeah, Houston's 14th, always the week before. 21st. 26th is Thanksgiving. So there's actually three weeks. Right. 
So it's either the 14th or – let's look it up. If could only do we had that option. Huh? If only there was a machine where you could ask <laughs> yeah. it a question and it would Let's give see. The if answer. there was just some word called Google, well, let's see what that brings up. November 12th through the 15th. So it is next week. Yeah. I can't wait. Now, see, that's, that's going to be some show topic next week. Well, yeah, we so get bring your odds – and all that nonsense okay. about the Masters next week. And all that nonsense, Which, he says. Since we're off live, we can talk about FanDuel. FanDuel's the one that has Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka to win the Houston Open. Dustin or Brooks, or being the specific, plus 570. Packers to win by 14 plus. We'll take that one. Plus five seven, you know, for that you've got to lay that out. DJ could win something like it, because wouldn't it be yeah. a very DJ thing to go out and lap the field in, in the Houston that Open? Yeah, and, and everybody, everybody say, "Oh God, watch out!" Yeah. yeah, and then he shits the bed in the master. Actually, yeah, I'd be all over that. Kepka's a non, all right, we'll throw that non-starter on that. We'll yeah, that I, I, that's that's what told me to take the field. But yeah, you're right, Dustin Johnson. That is typical Dustin Johnson. He goes out, wins the Houston Open by eight shots, and go, oh, and the money flows on him because he's hot going right. to the Masters. And he misses the cut. He could just as easily miss the cut in Houston and laugh the field at Augusta too. I mean, sure. you have that, but, but that's not the bet, right? <laughs> so right now, um, going you know two weeks out from the Masters, DeChambeau. Oh jeez, here we go. Is plus eight hundred. I think I'd take. Oh, you know, plus eight hundred. I do wonder. I mean, if he can putt, and that's a big if at Augusta. DeChambeau could crush Augusta. He really could. I tell you what, with no rough, with no if he could just unload on one. I'm not saying it would happen, but here's, somebody like him could. That would be a course thing he with could Augusta, have. though. Here's the thing with Augusta. It is, yeah. If you crush it, obviously, yeah, you you got an advantage on say like 13, 15, even number eight. You know, which which is kind of a, a, a almost unreachable par five at times if the wind's right. But it is the greens. Especially at at ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen. That would probably be 14. why I said if he could putt. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's not so much. It's not even so much that, there, Rick. I mean, yeah, you can have all the distance in the world, but if you're chipping onto those greens, if you're missing the greens a little bit, you know, you can't even get within you know ten feet with a chip on some of the some of those you, shots. The way Deshambo's playing, I will bet you he could get to eight and two though, fairly Ooh. easily. I like that. Oh, there's no doubt. If he hits it straight, yeah, he can reach it, obviously. Yeah, well, you're see right. If there's a prop bet for that. There's no doubt. So, to throw it out there, you're talking about DJ. He's plus 1,200 to win, and Brooks is 2,000. Would you bet take all it? three? I mean, you can, yeah. yeah. Hedge it. Hedge them bets. Little hedgy poo. Yeah, hedge it. But let, let's talk to, no offense, Flieger, the, the expert on the PGA. I'm listening. Go ahead. <laughs> the 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 head groundskeeper. Who who do you think takes it overall? What the Masters? Yeah. I mean, keep in mind 2 weeks out not seeing this week's play. I would I want to see what more just just about. pulling somebody out of the sky and 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 saying okay this is the guy that I think is going to win 
Wow, I mean, it's so tough when you have a field like that. But not I, I, I just can't go um, DeChambeau uh, just simply because I haven't seen him enough. He had that, yeah, he had that one week. But eh, this, maybe th- three weeks, but yeah. This is a gust. Now, I'm talking majors now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is majors. Yeah. Um, Different ball game. Um, so when it comes down to a major, that's that's like a golf purist. Like if DeChambeau's out there gripping and ripping, but you have somebody that is top to bottom technical golfer, that's when they take them. Augusta is – Augusta is and, – and you can look back on, on, on the previous – champions obviously there's always first time winners that where they finally arrive but you look you look back you look at the 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 hogan's the palmers the nicholas's the tiger woods tom watson it's experience those guys are up there every year because they know the golf course there's so many subtleties in that golf course that you know, distance just doesn't do it. It's not. It's not like wailing away at a U.S. Open or a British Open. So I, I think it's. I think it's a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge of the golf course itself. And of course, like Rick says, you you have to be able to putt. You have to have, you know, good ball striking. But I think Tiger's past his prime. I would like to say him. But I just don't think he's playing well enough. I I would say, oh boy, Dustin Johnson. I think he's the favorite, right? He I should. mean, not on the betting odds. No, but, yeah, not no, on the he's not. But I think in my mind, he's a favorite. Yeah, so if he's dialed I mean, in, he's the best golfer on the course. Exactly, and it goes back to my saying: you look at the last few Masters. Who's always up there? I mean, he hasn't won, obviously. But Freddie Couples, just he's a previous winner from like 27 years ago, but he has all that knowledge and everything. He's just got that smooth swing, and he's there. That That's why I say some of these, I don't know, you, so, you use the air quote newcomers. Right. I, I just don't like to bet on them because it's so tough to win there. So Jordan Spieth, he's at plus 45. Um, Tigers at plus three thousand. Yeah. Bubba Watson three thousand. Did not mean to. Hit Bubba's that. won twice, but he's just not playing good enough. Tiger the same way. Jordan Spieth to me has lost his game. I don't know what's going on with him. Phil is at seven thousand. Yeah, Phil. I mean, forget it. he's what fifty. You know, actually, one that is a throwback for me: Sergio Garcia plus sixty five hundred. Yeah. Um. I'm going to throw out Who two are some names. of the other closer ones, though? I'm going to throw out a couple. Like the top three? Yeah. Uh, DeChambeau, John Ram? Rom. Rom. Idiot. Dustin Johnson, Rory, and Justin Thomas. That's top five. You know who's been knocking on the door, kind of to your point? Somebody gets hot. A lot of uh, Matthew Wolf has been yeah. knocking on the door. I think that might be where my money goes. I think plus he's about. 3,500. What plus is Tommy 3, Fleetwood? There's another good name. Plus 4,000. 
I tell you what, if I had a couple of bucks to throw down, I might throw it on Tommy Fleetwood too. I mean, he seems to always be hanging around. Um, he hasn't won anything you know yet, else? but he's solid. Fleet, or you said Fleetwood. Uh, now I got Fleetwood on the mind. I can't get it off of there. Finau, Tony Finau. Yeah, Tony. He's Finau. another one that's been knocking on the door. He just. I'll go Wolf and Finau. What are they both about? Plus thirty five hundred. Um, Give me both of them. I'm going Dustin Johnson. I mean, I know he's one of the favorites, and then Tommy Fleetwood. How's that? Going into the Masters, we've already done it. What do you think? I can't find Thino. He just signed a contract with somebody. I saw it on Twitter. He was announced um, an endorsement with somebody. What do you think about? Um, I've got Thino at plus thirty-five hundred. Really? I've got Fleetwood at forty-five hundred. He has not shown up on my What do you have speed at? 45, you said? 45. That is so low for I have him. Him plus I w- 6,000. Wow. What are you guys looking at? I mean, on, how can it be so different? I'm on FanDuel. That's got to be a mistake. That would make speed the favorite at plus 45. Yeah. DeShambo's plus 800. He must be 4,500 or something. Yeah, 4,500. Oh, but you said 45. 45. Sorry. Okay. I I went in saying DeChambeau is number one at 800. Gotcha. Sorry. Gotcha, gotcha. Again, I misspoke. Again. Another rough rough evening. Strike five. (laughs) And we're eating no barbecue, I noticed. Yeah. No no brisket. I actually didn't do anything this weekend. I did flank steak on the grill. That speaking of which, I like a flank steak. It was good, but it was on gas grill. So, Not are are you up for uh, you know maybe like a, a, a homebrew party? I'm always into brew beer. It's a homebrew party. We get together, drink beer, and make beer. Doesn't it take like a long time to make beer? A few hours, but you know you can drink beer while you're doing it. Wait, wait, you can make a drinkable beer in a few hours? No. Well, no, but you prepare it and. Put it in the fermenter to start fermenting. Doesn't sound like much of a party. Oh, oh. it's a party. Oh. oh, it's a good party. There's food. <laughs> well, what's the party? The food, the beer. Food, beer. Camaraderie. Camaraderie. And Conversation. Two grown men wearing aprons and playing with yeast. No, actually, we're Woo-hoo. drinking beer and making beer. Well, by by that logic, if drinking, drinking beer no, no, and listen, making beer, if drinking beer makes something a party, you're pottery, partying twelve pottery. hours a day. Pottery, I mean, you're that's pottery a, that's twelve a hours hobby. a day. That's what I think of when I think of making beer. It's like you and him and Ghost and him cupping. <laughs> Wait, Enough you, of the cupping. You've seen Ghost? Well, they put that scene in everything. Well, which one of us is Patrick it? Swayze? Oh. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be, mind being Demi Moore. So, yeah, I got to decide who the hot chick is. Wait. Was that Demi Moore? Well, so. it was Demi Moore or Patrick Swayze. I mean, it was only the two. Well, I didn't know the chick the was Patrick or yeah. Jesus Christ, Demi <laughs> no. Moore. Yeah, it was Demi Moore. But I never actually saw the movie. Hey, Did shot. you ever see We're No Angels? Robert De Niro, Sean Penn, uh, no. Demi Moore. No. I don't know. But you never seen that? That, that, that is Hoyt Axton actually is in it. Huh. Um, excellent movie. Funny. Oh, it's funny. You don't like action movies? No. Great. 
Great comedy. Hey, we were talking about pottery. I'll do a shout-out to Mudslide Pottery in Ridgeway, Pennsylvania. Just Mudslide Swim. Did you ever hear that song, Mudslide Are you swim? going and doing pottery? Is this what you're admitting to? No, it? no, Don't no, let no, him off the hook on this. <sighs> no, it's uh, Mrs. 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 Finkelstein's family owns it. Okay. They make some pretty sweet uh, steins. Well, I think we are done. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> I'm done. You have to pee. I'm just done. He's checking out. He's he just, you know, he just shot down our, our conversations. And what conversation? You shot down our conversation. What conversation was that? You didn't like us making beer. Then you turned around. And well, you dis- can make beer. It's just not him a party. for pottery. Yeah, don't do pottery. Why? I don't like it. No. Why? You could put beer in it. It feels like reading and math and voting. Yeah, I just I don't like it. What? Okay, I want to. What do you like? Football. No, besides that, that's just a spectator sport. I mean, you're not playing it. You're Hunting. Not... Okay, I, I'll go along with that. You know, you and I. Oh, porn. <laughs> Research. Research. I mean, uh, I, I can't go with that. What do you mean you can't go with? I didn't that, invite you. That's that's, <laughs> it's, like, that's it's kind not, of a solo that's destination not, for me. No, that's not what I. <laughs> wow, I got him with that. Yeah, one. <laughs> he's having a bad night, but he's having fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I have those glasses? That was so good. Can I have those glasses? Those are yours right there. That you no, I mean here. for good because these these oh, ones no, are cool. No, no. Well, let me try them on now because these are cool. I mean, I look better in glasses <laughs> than most people. That's me, buddy. I don't think you can pull off the tinted frames. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't see it. But that's why I know I'm right. Because if you hate it, when we go video, you're not going to wear sunglasses every episode. These right? ones I might. I don't like that. These ones I might. I like. I, I don't like being I able think to when see he's on, myself. When he's on a hot streak, you should wear the red lenses. But when he's on a cold streak, blue lenses. I have, yeah, I have both of them. See, like if I do something stupid, I'll put the blue ones on. Okay. Well, and then we when might I, as well just. No, but then when I the come alive, when I come alive and, and really come up with something really good, like what? I put the reds on. I feel like mine would be just jet black tonight. Yeah, you've had a bad night. <laughs> yeah, you had the Roy Orbison ones on tonight. Yes. Man. Here you go. Or what are those ones that they give you at the eye doctor after they put that shit in your eye? <laughs> Actually, those, those are big square things. Kind of Roy Orbison <laughs> yeah. ones. Oh, yes, the old people yeah. always wear them yeah. things. Yeah. All I don't right. know what those are for. Can I go eat ham loaf now? Um, I guess. Do I need to do a close, or oh, are you going to hold your phone I'll up hold to the microphone? A real pro, this guy. Rival lovers. What are we going to do when we go video? How are we going to end these shows? Because he just sits there. Well, so I'm going to have to get up and push all the buttons, and it's going to be a thing. So should I do an Can outro? Can we dance? No, no dancing. That's not dancing. <laughs> Could go skanking in the kitchen. Skanking in the kitchen? What's yeah, it's skanking? An, it's, an, it's an old punk rock thing. Mm, skank. You know what I know what skank meant yeah, when that, I was young. Yeah, that's also <laughs> that. What, what does it mean in the punk rock circle? It's just a type of dance. Take that you care. Uh, oh, wow. He is until really next out time. tonight. We'll see you. <laughs> Say it again. Take care. Get out of here. We're done. Hasta luego. Bad night. You don't get a thing. Stop that. Yes, you do.
Well, now you're on his side. After crushing you all night, now he's your I'm okay with it. Ain't right. I can't figure out why this thing's making the headphones hum. Why haven't you done it until tonight? 